Welcome to the podcast. Uh, today, we get into Israel and all of the anti-Semitism uh, going around the country. Apparently, a former Bernie Sanders advisor is, is letting you know that you shouldn't be denouncing anti-Semitism. That's a bad idea. We'll get into that today. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about cryptocurrency, the, uh, the regulations coming down from the government, potentially. Uh, how far have we come in such a short time? It's amazing to look back at just a few years ago, and we go through some examples of how far this country has moved in, in an incredibly uh, tight time. We'll get into that as well. And the lead singer of Skillet, John L. Cooper, comes on. Skillet, if you don't know, is one of the biggest selling Christian rock bands of all time. Uh, they are huge. And the lead singer has always been an outspoken guy, but has lately been even more outspoken. He's changed uh, the way he's approached the world and and his story is pretty amazing. We'll get into that as well today. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And while you're there, click on Stu Does America. Just do a little search for it. It's really easy. Click subscribe. I don't care if you even listen to it, honestly. Just subscribe to it because it makes me feel good inside my soul. So go ahead, do that. There's a new episode on today. You can always watch that and Glenn's show as well on Blaze TV as part of your membership. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. We're on YouTube as well. Check it all, all out there. Here's the podcast. The best of the Glenn Beck program. I'm just going to put you on alert. This is not high alert. This is DEFCON 2. Uh, your head may explode by the end of the program today. I'm just saying there may be need of duct tape to wrap your head just so. I mean, it's not going to stop your head from exploding, but you'll at least have all the pieces when you when you make it to the uh, when you make it to the. Uh, well, I mean, uh, hopefully you can make it into the hospital, but you have to have a mask. So duct tape a mask also to your face. Welcome to Pat Gray. Welcome. <laughs> How are you, sir? Good. And and you, Good. my friend? Oh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hey, I'm, I have to ask you as a mm. as a as a cancer survivor, Pat, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you had some stuff removed from your face. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And were they precancerous or cancer? No, it's cancer. Okay, mm-hmm. so I just got a call from the doctor's office yesterday, and uh, I've got to have like oh, my skin peeled off tomorrow, and then they've got to take a chunk out of my forehead. And they were like, "It's no big Ooh. deal," but then, huh? Wow, I mean that doesn't yeah. sound pleasant, right? Mm-hmm. And and they, I'm I'm actually more afraid of the process than I am the cancer. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, like, you know, it sounds like fun. Sure, it does. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I, I'm not I'm not quite sure uh, that this is so I'm going to look like Frankenstein, uh, you know. So Well, that's something to look forward to, it, isn't it? it and I was rem- already hot enough. I mean, how do you how do you improve this look <laughs> with a skin peel? peel all the skin, yeah. skill, skin, take all the skin yeah. off of him and then uh, and then just <laughs> cut a big chunk of his forehead out. It's going to be beautiful. That's going to be hot. Slap a couple of bolts to the side of my head and women will go nuts. (laughs) You're going to be irresistible. (laughs) Uh, All right. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, let's do a smorgasbord here first. May I just mention I just like to hear your opinion of Beto running for governor of Texas odds that he could pull that off. Uh, he did really well, but I think I think people maybe wised up to who he is by now. Yeah. So I think the odds are somewhat low. 
Yeah, the fascination seems to be done with Beto. Yeah, I think, I think it is. Yeah. Even even is. even against uh, Greg Abbott, because Greg oh, Abbott yeah. is, I mean, he's lost a lot of love. And I think some of it unjustified, some of mm-hmm. it justified. The reaction to it was a little intense, I thought. I mean, people went from loving him to hating him overnight. Yeah. Just like Christy Noah. Yeah. They all, like, everyone, yeah. she's the yeah, most popular yeah, 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 yeah. one decision. Yeah. She's the worst person in the world. We're a little, <laughs> the way, we're a little psychopathic, I would say, at this point. Mm-hmm. Understandable, maybe, after the last year, but we are all a little psychopathic. Uh, may I just say I had a late night encounter with Christy Noam a couple weeks ago. I don't, yeah. I don't think... <laughs> Well, it wasn't late night. It was for the early bird special. It was like nine o'clock and we <laughs> flew someplace together. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, huh. uh, interesting conversation with her. I, I really like her. I think she's the real deal. I think she's the real deal. Yeah, I'd like to see her run for president. I, You know, the thing that she did in South Dakota that conservatives were so pissed off about was not that big a deal, I didn't think. Uh, you know, she wasn't saying... It, I mean, it was. She just wanted it tweaked. It was a women's sports the, thing, right? Yeah. yeah. And she wanted the law tweaked. It wasn't. It wasn't like I'm. I'm for transgendered people running in all these races and and being in women's sports. That's not what she was really saying. What about Pretty Boy Hollywood running for uh, Texas governor? Uh, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, I thought you were going to say he's, Chad Prather. I was going to say I don't, I don't know that that's what I would say <laughs> about Chad, but because he's running too, he's uh, he is he's running. Is really he serious running. about it? He really is serious I, about I've it. I've asked him he? this question ten different times in ten different ways, and he tells me he is serious about it. He's met with actual advice. He's like, he, I guess they don't have a exploratory committee. Uh, it's uh-huh. not part of the process here, but he's done the equivalent, I guess, of that. Hmm. Uh, uh, so and, and look, he's got a lot of big fans, and and you know, I mean, certainly a t- got a Texas vibe to him. Certainly, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So you could, I mean, so you got Abbott in there. You, you know, there's a couple of other people. Another guy uh, from around here, uh, Congressman is Yaha Fines is uh, is running for governor yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, car guy, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the so, car guy who has an identical twin brother, and yeah, his I brother mean, is identical. You're like, what? Which one? Hmm. are you yeah the brother I mean, i've run into guy. them yeah, one, several times yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. one of them is a congressman and the other one is the car guy and then matthew mcconaughey maybe i guess maybe running i, mean, I think they, matthew mcconaughey that's uh, a problem but could win yeah he could, i think he could much win. different than beto much better yes. chance than beto now yeah like yeah. look yeah. you know someone like mcconaughey could get into a race and completely implode in a weekend i mean mm-hmm. he says the one wrong thing about guns and it's over right um, but Beto is, is I think, a, a known quantity at this point, and uh, people don't like what they know. I think yeah. that's safe to say. Yeah. Uh, let me uh, let me uh, let me go here. Um, Cuomo might advise McConaughey. I mean, I think we can't get we can't get Cuomo's brother to do it, but maybe we could get uh, <laughs> Governor Cuomo to uh, to do it. Did you see what Cuomo said about? I get advice from journalists all the time. I mean, I, I call journalists for their opinion on how to handle things all the time. You do, and they take the call? <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, that's incredible. And CNN fires Rick Santorum for like Santorum. A, a mildly poorly crafted. Yes. Nothing. Right. In a, a speech that wasn't even uh, on CNN. Yet they mm-hmm. have this host who has been involved in, what, a dozen controversies in the last year? None of which he's been punished for at all. 
Uh, it's incredible. It is incredible yeah. how hip- hypocritical they are right now. I I mean, CNN's always been left wing, well, but we weren't there. Hear- there. There was a time in which they would have taken the Cuomo thing seriously. Uh, it's long. Yeah, long gone. I think so. I mean, when we were there, they hated us, openly hated us. Mm-hmm. But at least the management was like, well, we got to try yeah, there's something. Some, a lot of good you know people I mean? that were fighting for us, too, in there. there yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, it, it's totally different there now. Spicy. I mean, yeah. I, the, the way they're, well, it's a complete and utter disgrace how they've handled this Chris Cuomo. Did situation. you hear why they why they fired Santorum? Well, I mean, I just saw the the, the comment American. he made at the speech. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's really not even about the comment because he apologized oh. for it. it's not even about that. They said we fired them because no show and uh, no show's producer or host wanted to book him anymore. Mm. So they're letting the shows, used. the mm. leftists uh, decide, uh, you know, who's going to be on and who's not, which, you know, yeah. I support to some degree. But in the news. Not on shows in the news. You're not even going to get the opinion from an analyst uh, like Rick Santorum. I mean, it's it's crazy what they're doing. Really, I mean, almost as obvious. Is it becoming everything much more obvious? Oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Do you think just to us? <laughs> uh, it seems like it because uh, nobody's doing much about it. Of course, I don't know what you're going to do. It, you know, in this current environment, if you say anything that's not glowingly positive about any minority or protected group, you're just done. It's you're canceled. And you know, that's it's also starting to backfire on the leftists, so they should be taking note of it cuz they're starting to eat their own as well. well mark ruff mark ruffalo do you, do you hear what we just said earlier on mark ruffalo no what happened to mark yeah. ruffalo well you know he is i mean he's as far left as you know oh, yeah he's insane uh and he uh he tweeted hey uh upon reflection and really thinking uh it's wrong of me to say that israel was committing genocide they're not that only is hyperbole and it's leading to danger uh, not only in the Middle East, but here on our own streets, and that's that's got to stop. And he was wow. pummeled, pummeled for it online. Jeez, but he was right. Oh, absolutely right, absolutely. And so he he can't say that. But the seventeen thousand tweets about Hitler being right, those are all okay. That's, those are okay. That's fine. Uh, Louis Farrakhan is Jeez. okay. You know. Rick Santorum, we got to get him out of here. <laughs> yes, but but Louis Farrakhan and everybody who says Hitler was right—that you know, I have. Hey, it's a matter of opinion. No, it's really not. It's, it's <laughs> no. really not. I mean, I don't. I I would like to know. I'm glad they don't cancel them because I'd like to see if my neighbor is tweeting Hitler was right. Because at least I'll know. Mm-hmm. Then you'll know. You know what I mean? Who they are. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly yeah. right. One more thing I don't know, and and Pat, perhaps you can help me on this. Um, first of all, we should mention that the media is stunned. Uh, apparently, they're finding some new, uh, some new theory uh, that uh, the Wuhan virus might have come out of this lab. Uh, <laughs> what? what? Yeah, oh, I won't it's hear shocking of conspiracy theories like that. <laughs> right? From well, right no, no, no. Kooks. That's when no. That's when Donald Trump talked about it. It was a conspiracy theory, but now. <laughs> They're talking about it. And yeah. so it's not a conspiracy. All of a sudden now it's following the science. 
<laughs> right? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Uh, boy, there's another tip for you on uh, are you on the right side or not? You're really on the side that's pursuing truth or not? Um, the uh, the other thing is I, I, I'm I'm trying to find the uh, the CDC advice for those who have had COVID on what they should do. I've gotten the CDC notice that you're what is it, Stu? Two or three times more likely to have a bad reaction to it if you've had COVID. Mm-hmm. To, to the uh, vaccine, yeah, yeah, to the vaccine, mm-hmm. and a bad but reaction I, I, is is we're just talking about the side the, effects, you know, the side, the twenty four hour sort of Correct. like flu like symptoms, nothing, nothing lasting. It's important to note. Well, if you don't think falling out of an airplane at forty thousand feet is uh, you know a lasting side effect, mm. I, I, don't. I think that's what. That's not on part of the CDC. No. I don't know I don't because I can't. So. <laughs> I can never. I cannot. I can't figure out what you're supposed to do because they warn against it, but then they don't say. Uh, you shouldn't take it or say, hey, you know what? You've had it, so you will have the antibodies for a while. And when we start to see the people who were sick get sick again, you'll know. I, I, yeah, they haven't really we, done it. I think I, and I've complained about this on the air a bunch of times. Being a COVID-19 survivor, <laughs> as I am, Glenn, um, back in Me September too. and or, or, Me too, late please, September, um, early October, I may have to go into therapy with AOC. Yeah. I don't please don't keep re-traumatizing me. But we were always talking about how it was, you know, it was such a debate about whether the economy should open up and all these things. And it's like you had millions of people who had natural immunity that could have been I hate to say the word but exploited, right? Like we all could have been back shopping and doing everything indoors and everything could have been open and people they were just like, well, uh, we can't Whoa. we can't come out and advocate for that because you know what they don't have a twenty year study that proves how long natural immunity lasts. There are definitely you know every single piece of uh, evidence seems to indicate that the response is more consistent from the vaccine as you'd expect, right? Like I had a really mild case, I was asymptomatic. I don't know what my immune response would be, but it does seem to be that you're protected uh, for. Yeah, at I least mean, some I had a bad case. For, uh, right. It hit me hard for two or three weeks. Hit me really hard. Uh, and, uh, really, I don't, mm. I, I don't get a special pass. Uh, nobody, nobody gives advice on that one. It's just odd because everything I've ever heard about any kind of virus, they always talk about the antibodies in your body able to be resistant for at least a little while. Yeah. We have nothing on this one from the CDC. There's still very few cases of people who got it in, let's say, March of 2020 that have become sick, especially with big symptoms again. Um, they, the, the immune response they've studied and they do see the, the, their current this current study seem to indicate if you had COVID getting one shot, not two is probably the right thing to do again. You know, you can make your own judgment on that, but they're just talking scientifically the best immune response. I think the CDC is suggesting that Kexi cookies uh, <laughs> protect a lot of people. You are shameless. Really? <laughs> Am I you not? You are shameless. Wait, right? But I, I, next I, thing you're going to do is you're going to you're going to spell Kexi cookies in yeah, the Now I don't know if wow. it's going to protect you from any disease. That is, but it's going to taste delicious. Wait, hold on. If okay. I so I just have yeah. to type in K E K S I dot com. So wait. All I have to do is send you a bill for twenty thousand yes, dollars, and, and then you just pay that, so you can say kexi.com. Kexi. Or alternatively, yeah, yeah, okay. you could bring over some peanut butter drink.
drizzles. I mean, that's another <laughs> that's a that's option. a possibility too. Yeah, yeah. or the uh, birthday cake with sprinkles. Uh, uh, you know, I'm just, or uh, the salted caramel, which is absolutely my which favorite. is unbelievable. So yeah, that one's unbelievable. Okay, stop it. You're up All to right. 40, 40 grand. Now. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Spring is finally here. I know, Minnesota. Keep it down. We know. Not until August for you. But for the rest of the country, spring is starting to come. And I don't know about you, but I love to grill outdoors. It's so easy now because of Rectech. There's something about being outdoors in the spring that goes well with a Rectech. Imagine that big, juicy steak or that delicious hamburger. Maybe a big old slab of ribs slathered in barbecue sauce that's slowly smoking to absolute perfection. Oh my gosh, my mouth is watering. Rectech does it all. Smoking, grilling, baking. I have one made of stainless steel. It's built like a tank. It has smart grill technology, which means I don't burn anything anymore. And every time you can control the whole process from an app on your phone or your device, you're going to love Rectech. Follow Rectech on all social media, sign up for their newsletter, and then go to Rectech with a Q.com. R E C T E Q.com. You won't believe the difference. There is a ton going on that you need to be aware of, and we're going to give you some action points here uh, if you are awake uh, to the uh, to the truth that we and our lifestyle in the West is under attack, and it is everywhere. Last weekend, I held a um, uh, a class about three hundred people at the American Journey of Experience and spent two days with them and taught American history. Um, and just the facts with all the original documents, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and we got towards the end and we had a discussion. And I think the number one question was, what do we do in our churches? Because many of our churches have been infiltrated. Well, to talk about that is John Cooper. He came out this weekend and he was uh, he, he he made quite a splash. He is warning that critical race theory and woke ideology is sparking a civil war in our American churches. He's the author of the new book, Awake and Alive to Truth. John, how are you? Good. How's it going today? Very good. Just so people know, in case you're, you're, uh, you, you've not heard of Skillet, two-time Grammy Award nominated, 12 times platinum, inducted to Pandora's Billionaire Club after two billion streams, uh monster is one of the most streamed rock songs of all time with 285 million global audio streams why are you writing a book now (laughs) (laughs) well see when you read those statistics it it makes me sound really big but i always tell people uh skillet is the biggest selling band that you have never heard of we've always (laughs) i don't know we've always been under the radar and we've always kind of done our own thing and I started speaking out about this kind of stuff a couple of years ago, frankly, because of what you just said before I came on. It's that feeling of, okay, what do I do now? And there's that feeling of, if I don't say something, then who is going to say something? And uh, I just started speaking out about some of these things. I see it coming to the church. And uh, when I started noticing it about 2012 and 13, I was trying to figure out what in the world was happening. And I, and, and I just I had to read about 200 books, and uh, including a Glenn Beck book in there that I read. And I just kept going <laughs> down, the, down, down the rabbit hole. And then about 2016, I, I read about critical race theory. 
And, yeah. and critical race theory did not open my eyes. Critical race theory explained what I already saw. And I yes. started saying, we need, to, we need to be careful of this. In the church, it's destructive. It's, uh, it's Marxist. It has, it's a completely separate worldview than Christianity. And how in the world these Christian leaders are combining the two it's uh, it, it's, it's impossible, that, John. It's it impossible. impossible. You you can't have liberation theology or uh, not the traditional Catholic sense of social justice, but the perversion of what is now social justice or critical race theory. It all says there is no salvation for the individual. It's antichrist. Absolutely. It's antichrist. It you're absolutely right, and I, I've been on a mission to try to tell all, all of my, my brothers and sisters out there, you know, I've, I've been on a mission to say, look, you, you have to understand, when you, if you have a bunch of different religions, everybody instinctively knows that, that religions are going to use the same words, as you just said, social justice, there's a good one. The, uh, the Catholic movement has been great over, over the centuries at, at social justice, but that word means something different within Catholicism, and it means something mm-hmm. completely different within uh, the, the Ibram Kendi type stuff. And, and actually, right. Ibram Kendi is a great example. His definition of racism is not the traditional definition. So all these definitions have their own meaning within their own religion. And I've just been trying to point out to people, really great writers like John McWhorter, Shelby Steele, have been noticing mm. that the social justice movement is a religion, it has its own definitions, its own tenets, its own high priests and priestesses with Ibram Kendi and Robin DiAngelo and whatnot. It is not Christian. And so to go to that false religion and take its definitions and its tenets and then bring it into Christianity and then ascribe the words of Christ to that kind of social justice, no, that would be heretical if you did it with any other yeah. religion. It would be a heresy. You know, I, I really believe we will, our churches are headed for a civil war, as you said. Uh, and I think we could lose up to 50% of our churches and congregations. I think it's going to get tougher and tougher. And uh, those who understand what critical theory, not just critical race theory, anything that starts with critical theory um, is is Marxist in nature and Honestly, it is it's not that it's not Christian. It is it's pagan. It's it's evil. What they teach is evil. There is no redemption uh, and you must worship other gods. And it's really dangerous. But I think that we're going to lose about half of the people because people will say I'm against racism. What's wrong with being anti-racist? Yes, yes. I think, well, uh, you know, there is a danger of this, and, and, and I'm hopeful that if we get more people raising the alarm and to, to talk about what the definitions are, and as you just mentioned, and I'll say it in a little bit of a different way, but you and I are saying the same thing, that critical race theory, critical theory, um, secular social justice, it is not good news. So the, so the gospel of Jesus Christ <laughs> is good news. The right. other one is not good news. There is no redemption for you, but whereas in Christianity, it's great news. And if we could explain to people in churches, that is not, the, that is not actually the gospel, and it's not good news. It doesn't save you. It can't redeem you. It can't give you a brand new heart. And, and I'm hopeful that if we can raise that alarm, 
we will get more and more people on our side. But right now we are seeing some really hateful things. I don't know if you saw the, did you see that Christian prayer book that came out that has the entry where a woman is praying that God, God, please help me to hate white people. Have you seen that? Oh my gosh. No, I have not. Yeah. Go check it out. I, I believe the book is called rhythms of prayer. I believe it's a Christian book put together by, um, a white author, and it's got a whole bunch of different people contributing. And there's a whole uh, a chapter prayer, help me to help, uh, hate white people. And she explains, she's defended it by saying that it is a lament in, in, in a similar way that David would have lamented in the Psalms. And so as she's describing it, you're realizing this is exactly what, what critical race theory and liberation theology does. The more mm-hmm. that people see this kind of hate, the more they will say, wait a minute. In fact, I heard of it from two of my black friends that were enraged. They're like, John, have you seen this? This is hateful. This is not, this is not what the gospel is about. I don't think that people like it, but it is being pushed. And so we should fight it against it. So I wrote this book. Well, when you're, I mean, John, when you are, when you are now coming out and saying Martin Luther King was wrong, Everything Martin Luther King said in his speeches and and his etiquette and everything else that he did, his rules for justice, those all came from the scriptures. So if you are now saying that Martin Luther King was wrong, he based all of it many times word for word on the words of Christ. Yeah, you you know, you just touched on something interesting that I've never said on an interview because people probably get really mad at me. But have you noticed that? As you just said, that now you have uh, the new left are saying the same things about Martin Luther King that, that the Klan the used white- to. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm like, you guys sound like the old white racist. I thought that we right. were, I thought we revered Martin Luther King, and now all of the left is, uh, you know, it's changing so rapidly. And honestly, that's the reason that I did write this book. The book is called Awaken Alive to Truth, and I got to tell people. You can only get it on my website. Uh, so go to johnlcooper.com. Um, I couldn't How find come you can only get it on your... Book. You couldn't could, find I, a publisher. I could not find a publisher. Uh, can you did believe you, did you talk to Did you talk to Stacey Abrams? She doesn't seem to have a problem getting her book published. <laughs> uh, no, no, I should have. I should have. Okay. And now yeah, we're at a place yeah. where even in the Christian publishing world, they would much rather publish Ibram Kendi than, than a Christian book on theology. So, so that's why I wrote answer the, the question. Answer the question, okay. John, on what do people do? If you see this in your church, um, I mean, I don't recommend that you leave your church. You've got to try to save yes. your congregation. Uh, but if it just if it's it's just too far gone, then maybe you have to consider that. But what do you say? How do you start? And you know, let's start here. What are the warning signs for anybody who doesn't know what what are you hearing from the pulpit that you're like, wait a minute? Right, right, right. Well, um, if I answer them backwards, I just want to say this. I agree with you. I don't think that you get up and leave your church. I believe I believe in relationship and loyalty. But you need to raise holy heck. That's what you got to do. Um, yeah. you, the warning signs, you, once you start to notice, it, it's all in the language. And I know that you've talked about this before, but I think Ben Shapiro calls it the vocabulary, which I thought was a great mm-hmm. way to say it. They yeah. start using these certain words. It, it's the words that should trigger you to, okay, wait a minute. And, uh, um, they're using this language. I wonder if they're using it in the same way that Ibram Kennedy's using it when they talk about equity. If your, your pastor starts talking about equity, 
um, and inclusion, you, you ought to get a little bit nervous. And that's not yeah. because the Bible does it. The Bible does talk about equity, but the Bible means it in a different way than Ibram Kendi means it. So when they right. start talking about those kind of things, or if they start having, I've been reading about this and a lot of pastors, they're beginning to have um, safe spaces in churches for people of color because people of color uh, don't feel safe around white people. So they have like these safe spaces. You start seeing that stuff pop up in your church under the guise of My love. gosh. It, Wouldn't you, if you're a pastor, John, if you're a pastor and your your black attendees don't feel comfortable, don't you say, sit in the front seat right next to me and I'm going to address this. Anybody who has a problem with with black members of this church, the door is behind you. I mean, you you separate and segregate. That is so bass backwards. It really, it really is. We're we're entering a time when we're going back to segregation under the guise uh, of of love, and and it's it's really bizarre. And again, it's the opposite of good news because the good news, is, is the Bible has the most beautiful remedy for any sort of enmity between ethnic groups, between male and female, between rich and poor. It's all in Jesus Christ. That's what the Bible says. There is no rich, there is no poor, there's no male or female, there's no Jew or Gentile. We are all one in Christ Jesus. That is a covenant made by God himself that is supernatural, is unbreakable. That's the best remedy there is. So it's very anti-Christ, as you said. So if people start seeing those kind of warning signs, I would raise absolute heck up in that place, just like... Uh, parents should be raising heck at their schools when they find out they're teaching this stuff in their, their schools. You don't have to be academic. You don't have to be smart. You don't have to be a theologian to notice this kind of nonsense and heresy. John, I appreciate um, your work. I'd love to have you on for a podcast. You're, you're fascinating. Um, thank you so much for all of the hard work and the study that you did just as a citizen and then trying to wake people up. I really appreciate it. Thank you for I your, loved it. your risk. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Glenn. I appreciate it. You bet. JohnLCooper.com is where you can get the book and find out more. JohnLCooper.com. You can follow him on Twitter at John L. Cooper, lead vocalist of Skillet. You have to say it that way, I think. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. I want to talk to you, Stu, about cryptocurrency here for just a second, because I don't know what to think. Uh, You know, if you if you put money in cryptocurrency, if you put it in early, everything is gravy for you. (laughs) Um, But it's gone down like twenty five thousand dollars a coin uh, recently. And there seems to be, you know, the miners had to pull out of China because there was a crackdown on Bitcoin uh, from the miners. At the same time, uh, Elon Musk talked about how these miners were mining for Bitcoin. It costs so much in electricity. Well, who? where do you get the electricity for your electric cars, you boob? Um, I mean, sometimes he's brilliant, but sometimes his environmentalism makes no sense whatsoever. And about 50%, uh, you know, Bitcoin has a about 50% better profile than the electricity fueling the cars that he's selling. 
uh, when it comes Jeez. to renewable resources. I mean, this I don't been, think he. Yeah, I don't think this is something that he. Well, I I think this was something else. Whether he was pressured, whether. Uh, I, I just don't think well, that, that he's too smart to believe that it's been debunked like a thousand times. Correct. This is not even Correct. a controversial issue when it comes to cryptocurrency Correct. anymore. I think one of the issues is, uh, unfortunately, again, people forget Elon Musk is not a conservative. He's not a guy who doesn't right. want to take money from the government. Right. He gets right. these credits that he needs to qualify for. And the theory is, you know, and this is just speculation that he needs to maintain uh, his, you know, his the, the his relationship with the government and the profile of Tesla as this super green correct place, or they don't get these credits. Now I don't know. I mean, there's probably some truth to that. I think though he is a real sort of crazy environmentalist person. Like that is he who is, he is I, at his core. I'm 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 wondering if uh, Amazon had anything to do with his decision. You know what I mean? Because uh, what's his face? Bezos uh, runs Amazon. Bezos, you know, Bezos came out last week. Did you see this? Where he was like, "Hey, it's not fair. The government's giving everything to Elon. We've got stuff over here too." <laughs> Shut up! I got an idea for <laughs> you. Maybe the government yeah. shouldn't be giving anything to any of you people. Anybody? Yeah. I mean, you know, fairness. You're talking to me, Amazon. You're talking about fairness. First of all, this is what Elon Musk has done. I mean, this is the he was the leader in this. You were busy building clouds. You were busy making sure the Pentagon was putting all their stuff on your servers. You were a little busy uh, with the grocery store thing. And you've made a tidy little sum during covid. So (laughs) shut up. And I have no problem with Amazon. I think they provide a great great services and you know i mean i have problems with them but like yes, generally okay, okay. speaking but as an overall picture i like what they've done and they, i don't know i don't know how we would have gotten through covid without ordering from amazon frankly um i but, don't think we would have i think without uh amazon and uh without netflix yeah. <laughs> uh honestly I, I mean this sincerely uh, amazon prime netflix can you imagine america mm. sitting through daytime television and commercials for a year <laughs> not a chance we'd all and, be very engaged in what was happening in the right. soap operas and doordash i mean mm. there's no way there's no way if we didn't have those things we would have and that's part of the problem it was a drug for us we're fine made it a lot easier that's for sure yeah. on a lot of people even though it was a very hard time i mean i don't know what you would have done without these companies it's funny we were just talking about like what happens to these giant parking lots as they uh as they start to empty yeah. out and people don't come back to work they don't you know maybe a hundred percent of the people were at work before they sent home 80 percent of people and maybe only 20 or 30 percent come back and so there's a lot more work at home types Okay, what well, happens? Let's, let's let's not. But let's not. I think that's a bad idea, Stu. Remember, I own about a hundred thousand square feet no, of I know. office space. <laughs> Shut up. Well, I've noticed. Right I around, think it's better if everybody comes back to work. <laughs> I've noticed around this area that one of the things they're doing with these giant empty parking lots is staging Amazon trucks. Like Amazon right? must have some deal. They're renting this space. And Amazon's just coming in and just staging giant rows of trucks, loading them yeah. up, shipping them out. Uh, and Even just, in our parking lot. Yeah. I've Even seen in our here. parking lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and mean. That's the use, I guess, of all this commercial real estate and all these. I mean, look, I think the bad, American bad economy, <laughs> if allowed 
to uh, to figure it out through the markets will come up with solutions to this. I mean, we've seen this at you know giant malls who were once filled with department store after department store right. now are filled with like you know activity centers for kids and trampoline parks and all like people. The, the usually the market finds ways to make these things work over time, but there is a there. This happened. This was not gradual, right? Like we <laughs> just turned it off for a year. So a year and a half ago, we had never heard of Zoom. A year yeah. and a half ago, we hadn't heard of Zoom. Yeah, I, now. I, I would have said Skype, right? But I mean, you've heard Me of too. or FaceTime. You've heard of video calling services, but Zoom, I don't think yeah. I ever heard of before. Nope. <laughs> before how the, they March. became, I think they might have done it. I think they're from Wuhan. If I there's think one in company that may have gone yeah. into Wuhan and changed the yeah. genetic code of that mm. virus, it's yeah. Zoom. Because it's Zoom. <laughs> well, Home Depot, Zoom. Mm. Uh, I would say Amazon Netflix also. Has Amazon had a. Yeah, Amazon had a big role in it. Hell I of think. a quarter. Sherwin Williams might have even had a, a, a you know a minor role. Uh, I mean, you're not. You're avoiding my question okay. on crypto, cryptocurrency. Okay, I'm sorry. What happened in China? Yes. China said they began a crackdown mm-hmm. on all cryptocurrencies, not just Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And they say, you know, this is really going to cause some uh, cause some really problem in the uh, social field. At the same time. Elon Musk came out and said, you know, it's really a problem because of the environmental uh, impact, which is garbage. Uh, And then uh, you had Janet Yellen come out and say, you know, we might think about a 50 percent tax on uh, cryptocurrency. And and, you know, it is an awfully dangerous thing because no one can track anything that's going on. We have no idea. So we're (laughs) we're uh, beefing up the IRS to make sure we go after these people. Yeah, you got halfway through that. And I thought, is he playing a Janet Yellen audio clip? And no, that was your impersonation. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's identical to Janet Yellen. Right. So what what is going to happen to cryptocurrency? Well, because, yeah, China's already did unveiling theirs. Mm -hmm. What's called the DUSD, the digital U.S. dollar is right around the corner, Mm -hmm. I think, within a couple of years. What's going to happen? Well, look, China has done this several times. They seem to have these these crackdowns here and there and everywhere. And the miners generally continue to stay there. And I, there's there's talk in the cryptocurrency community that a lot of this is bluster from the Chinese. We'll see. I think like from the American perspective, look at the hack that happened to to the pipeline. Mm-hmm. You know, they they're looking for reasons to crack down on things like Bitcoin. Why? It takes all of the power away from them. Right. It's a massive uh, switch in the power uh, center of currency worldwide oh, yeah. from oh, it takes all the power away right to a decentralized source so they really don't like it now there's there's and two with things a digital here. currency with mm-hmm. a digital currency run by the government they have all the power right so you don't want that i mean just because it says cryptocurrency and they say it's american or venezuelan cryptocurrency doesn't yeah. mean you want it you no, want it to be have decentralized every, they can shut you down they can make sure you're buying certain goods and not others i mean it's not good but if you look at i look at like uh the risk of crypto when it comes to american regulation you have on one side a lot of really rich really powerful really connected people who are involved in it right now they're already into it they love it this is not something that is you know just libertarian libertarians right. and conservatives goldman who don't like the government anymore goldman sachs i mean on the week that crypto uh, or bitcoin dropped from what 50 to 30 38 or something mm-hmm. 
um, that's when um, uh, Goldman Sachs came out and said it is a, a new asset class. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah. They're saying it's basically digital gold. There's tons. I mean, that's Goldman Sachs. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not some fly-by-night, you know, bank. Right. And there are t- there's just tons of money flowing in from real institutional investors and really wealthy people who have made billions and billions of dollars off this stuff who are going to fight as hard as they can to make sure it doesn't go away. Will there be regulations? I think the Biden administration is outwardly negative on cryptocurrency and you oh, know, sure they're 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 they pitches of like, any ten thousand dollar transfer needs to be reported to the government and all of these sorts of things can hurt crypto's growth even if they ban it it's not quote-unquote going away but it will take a lot of people out of the market people who just don't want to deal with the government or any problems with the government um but i i do think that you know there's still a really bright future for this stuff that does not mean in a year it's going to be up uh, you know, I don't know. I, well, mean, I, I come from we, we come from an era, Glenn. We were talking on this show about cryptocurrency and telling you, hey, you should put a little money in Bitcoin back when it was like two hundred dollars. So, you know, it's hard for me to get comfortable with the idea that thirty five thousand is a buyer's market. It doesn't feel like that. Well, to you us don't have to buy it so long. You buy two hundred dollars of it still. Yeah, I'm just saying that the levels, yeah. right? I mean, it's all. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you do not have to yeah. buy a full, a full Bitcoin, but there's a lot. Of, you yeah. know, look, there's a lot of. I mean, Ethereum's really interesting. I think there's a lot of growth potential uh, there, and there's and some, they just it just went down dramatically as well. Yep, that's it was at forty five hundred, I think. Uh, well, you know, I I think I mean I don't want to you know I I, I don't want to say anything mm-hmm. that sounds like a conspiracy theory, but I think what I heard Stu say is it's the Queen. Uh, she saw the value of Bitcoin. She wanted in. She didn't buy it early, so she's been calling all of her favors in from all over the uh, all over the country, all over the world. The queen and of- she is affecting the England. Oh, queen of England. Uh, okay. mm-hmm. Yeah, and she is. Uh, She's manipulating the market of Bitcoin, and I thank you for that analysis, Stu. You know, thank you just you look much. at the queen and you just say that looks like a crypto gal. You know, right? she just right? just has that. Well, appearance. she's no, she wasn't an early adopter, <laughs> oh, okay. but uh, she's on it. <laughs> She's mm-hmm. on it now. Mm-hmm. Na, 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 na.